Beyond the Message podcast. Today, we are looking at part three of the Me and My Big Mouth series. My name is Lockie, and I'm the host of this show, and it's really my job to help guide you through the 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith. Today, have a really interesting conversation with Riley. It goes a little bit off script. Uh, we definitely didn't get through the four questions for the four Monday, but I really think we touched on some great points about how powerful our words are how we can use our words to help others step into their destiny. But check it out. Um, we really think it's going to add value to you, your life, and your faith this week. And we hope you enjoy listening. We'll see you at the end. part three of the Me and My Big Mouth series, and I'm really excited about this episode, because um, today we've got Riley Brown. Riley, how you going? Lockie, great to be here. Very excited to see you. I just want to make a quick note. Like, yes. Most podcasts want to play it off as if the people haven't started talking yet, mm-hmm. as if like we've just got on straight mm-hmm. in person, and yep. we've just whacked the mic out, and yes. just gone, welcome to the podcast. How you going? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, truth is, it's 4.30 p.m. And I think we've been together since 6.59 a.m. <laughs> so there's no point in beating around the bush and pretending as if... We have had a great day. <laughs> it's been a good together, day. Yeah. Together today. Um, um, been a good one. So I did ask you how you're going. I already know how you're going. I guess the listeners might want to know how you are. I'm well. Uh, like I said, very excited to uh, to be back on the podcast, lock. Um, and I think particularly... Oh, Jason Perkins last week. How good was that? Goodness um, me. BTM. Yeah. Um, and Beyond at Home. Um, just, yeah, awesome having him along. So He really brought the fire um, just with, like, his words, but also the surfboard and the weights. And the colour coordination. Colour coordination. As well. I've never actually been on a BTM before where we've looked back at how well-dressed the communicator was on that weekend. So well-dressed. But Perko, he was looking great in style for that Sunday. That's right. So big shoes to fill. Um, Obviously, yes. Colour coordinated shoes to fill. Yes. Probably. Yep. Didn't, Definitely. Didn't see his shoes, but Definitely. I assume they were red. <laughs> For all we know, <laughs> matched everything else, yeah. Yeah, they had to be. Well, that's great. Um, Riz, what are we talking about today? What was your, your big kind of driving point, just really quickly, before we kind of get into our four questions for the four Monday? Because um, I think this one's got a lot of kind of practical application mm. value, like they all do. Yep. But this one in particular has kind of got those those things that you can shift on a day-to-day, kind of hour-by-hour basis. Mm. Um, so yeah, what, what have we got today for part three? Yeah, well, look, again, I'll give a crack at having, you know, doing a summary that uh, won't take too long. Too long. Uh, which I know I'm not fantastic at. Uh, but in scope, in, in part three, I guess we're really uh, kind of drawing a, a focus to, to this tension of, you know, I think we all love to be known as people within the lives of other people that don't just feel needed, but um, a, a person that can actually build up the people around us, that can be an encourager and supporter for the people around us. And uh, I know if, you know, if I only need to look at my own life lock and, and maybe you can think of some people even within your circle who are people in your life who are really just uh, people who build you up with their words. And that's what we've been talking about in this series of me and my big mouth, just how 
uh, powerful words are, and that's what we're recapping on the weekend as well, that words are powerful. Uh, words of encouragement or affirmation when people uh, speak into our identity and speak life into us, it, it can really uh, inspire us and it can motivate us and encourage us. We think of people in our life like uh, maybe a teacher from high school, maybe a coach, maybe you have a brother or, or sister who's really good at, um, you know, in the times when you feel down, can really pick up your head and, and just uh, speak some words to you that make you feel like, you know, where you're going is is good and strong. Maybe for that person in your life, it is a mum or a dad. Maybe it's a grandma or a pop. My pop is a classic at it. Uh, he's a great encourager and a firmer. And uh, I think really what we looked at this weekend was just how powerful words are. But at the same time, uh, that, that words are destructive as well. I know this is something Perko was looking at in part two, uh, two. So in looking at that question of who are the people in your life who speak into your life with words that build you up, if we were to take that question and and be introspective with it for a moment with ourselves. Am I someone who actually builds up the people around me? I guess that was the tension we were kind of wrestling with. But what we were also looking at, it was a bit of a dual wield, was what actually holds us back from being builders? Yeah. What holds us back from actually building people up? And the tension, uh, how we wrestled with that was actually looking at uh, a letter. And Locke, I don't know if you've had a birthday letter written to you before or someone's written you a warm fuzzy or something like oh, that. Oh, I love my warm fuzzies. For those of you who have no idea what that is, it's just a nice letter. But we like to call them warm, warm fuzzies. fuzzies. I've got a box of warm Talking fuzzies. about warm fuzzies today, yeah. Well, and I don't know, if, you, if you've had, if you've experienced that before, you know just how valuable words are even when they are written. Um, so we thought on the weekend, why not jump into a letter that was written by a guy called Paul? Uh, if you know the story of Paul, Paul was once a fella. He has a really unique perspective because he was once a fella uh, who actually went around killing Christians and it wasn't until he, he encountered uh, the risen Jesus that he actually became a follower of Jesus. So Paul has this really unique perspective as he writes to one of the early churches in a place called Ephesus. Uh, and this church was actually filled with a lot of uh, ex-pagans. So people who came uh, from a religious practice where they actually held uh, a lot of different gods. They actually worshipped a lot of different gods. Um, but these guys uh, looking to take the steps to become followers of Jesus. And what Paul is really trying to answer to them is what that journey actually looks like. And he was trying to give them practical uh, tools and equip them in a way as to how they can actually go about living a life as a follower of Jesus, uh, even though their background wasn't this you know, Christian context and stuff like that, just ground zero, hey, these are some practical steps that you can take. And, and I find really interesting uh, what I find really interesting, Lockie, is how he actually talks about one of these practical steps being how we actually go about using our words and how we go about taming our tongue yeah. uh, and, and using our mouth. And really what Paul was was saying in this uh, passage in Ephesians verse f- uh, 4, verse 29 to 32, he talks about uh, how within our life, in the, in the walk of a follower of Jesus, uh, is to not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And what's really interesting about Paul's words is that he's saying, you know, don't speak rot, really. Don't do anything that's uh, unwholesome. Don't speak trash. Uh, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. But what Paul goes on to talk about next, he actually addresses the thing that holds us back from being people that build other people up. And he talks about bitterness. And he goes on to talk about how we need to get rid of all bitterness or how we can go about getting rid of all bitterness by actually understanding just how Christ forgave us. Uh, So there's a little bit of a short summary. That's where we left it in part three to tee up part four. Mm. Uh, But hopefully we can navigate that a little bit more on the BTM today. No, that's right. Well, like there's probably a thousand questions we could ask about this topic. 
Um, but we're only going to ask for today because that is the format of the podcast. We're not going to stray too far from the that. The format of the podcast. The format. Four Did you mean to do that? For Monday. I didn't mean the format. Filled with puns. It's great. Uh, but I want to say something and probably two things. First one is Paul um, is a great kind of person of the the New Testament. And if we could get anyone on the show, it would mm. be Paul. Because he is so You'd practical. get Paul in. I'd get Paul in. Because he's so practical. Because it is very practical. He's unfortunately... I just think of many other, like Oprah Winfrey. Yep. No, very I'd, cool person. I'd get, I'd get Paul. Paul straight away. Paul, Paul, yep. Wow. Yes, Paul. He'd be my guy. Why Paul? Because he is practical. Incredibly practical. Yeah. So if you, if you are going down that route of fi- trying to find really practical things for your faith, anything that Paul writes is gold. You can look at Romans, Ephesians. Is mm-hmm. that... Am I right here? You're probably more of a theologian than I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Romans is a, a classic. I think what we find in Ephesians too is he's literally writing to a group of people, particularly in this passage, to a group of people that came from a context where, you know, it, they they didn't know what it looked like to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so it's really unique. And I think it's a really awesome starting point for those of us who might be wrestling with questions uh, around faith stuff, but just questions that we might have around God as well. Mm. Like I think Paul's writings are really unique in that way. Yeah, it's really good. The second thing I think I just want to start by saying, and it's it's talking about how other people's life, like other people's words, can impact our life. Mm. And the one thing you kind of said on the weekend was, it not only um, people's lives, but actually mm. the direction and the quality of our lives, which yeah. are two massive things. But I just want to say to people listening today um, that. You know, just if, if this is the one thing, or you just kind of take away one thing really quickly, is to really um, like tighten who you listen to, tighten mm-hmm. the circle of, of how many voices you're listening to. Mm. Um, I just wanted to say that I felt really prompted to kind of let people know that. And one thing I've seen in my life, um, a few years ago, I used to listen to a lot of people, yeah, and I used to listen to the the wisdom and advice of people who actually didn't have the permission to talk to me and talk about my life. Mm. Now, I guess an example of that is um, you could be going one direction in your career. You could be going, you know, going in one way and some people feel like they have the right to just say, oh, that's dumb. Mm. And when we listen to things like that, those those off, those off comments that just people say, oh, that's that won't work, can actually deflate us. Mm. When people didn't in the first place have the right or the access to say that to you. Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening today and you're kind of sick and tired of people kind of talking down on your ideas, talking down on your enthusiasm or your direction, just want to say that hopefully after today you get um, you get to see that you don't need to listen to everyone. Some people have great things to say and we shouldn't just ignore what people have to say. But I would encourage you to, to, to look at who you listen to, mm-hmm. um, to really critically analyze what voices you're listening to. Are you basing your worth and your direction and the quality of your life from Instagram influencers mm, yep. or from celebrities or from people who are just doing something completely different to you and they don't understand what you're doing? Yep. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, no. Let everyone know that. really good luck. And I think one of the things is too, like even when our own voice that we're listening to and you know the words we're telling ourselves when we can't trust that, mm. like I think that's the moment where we need those voices that you're talking about closest to us as well. Exactly. And that's right. The flip side of that mm. is have a small group of people who you trust, yeah, who yep. you know have your best interests, mm. who know that 
they're not just going to agree with you. They're not just your yes man. Like, yeah, you go do that. Mm. That was a really weird yeah. I don't know what happened there in my voice. No, that was your yes man. That I was my it. yes man. He was out. Um, have people that can really speak into your life. Yeah. That's essential. Yeah. But you don't need a hundred of those people. You probably need four or five. Um, and those are the people that you call up when you're at a crossroads. Mm. You get offered a promotion. Mm. And you say, oh, I don't know if I want to do this or not. You call them. You think about going back to study. Um, you've been working full-time for a few years and you, you call them and say, hey, what do you think? And you know any kind of crossroads, relationally, career-wise, they're the people who you want to talk to and trust. Mm. Um, mm. Who, hopefully, have really honed that kind of art of of their mouth of yeah, their tongue of building stuff building. and again like that's I think what we were looking at in part three as well is that our words are a construction site like our words have the potential to build people up but I'm hearing what you're saying as well because our words have the potential to knock people down too and if we've experienced that before you know what it feels like for yourself um, but if you haven't had the opportunity before to actually reflect on your own practice of using words then yeah you know your words have the power to build someone up or your words have the power to knock someone down our words are a construction site in that yeah. way which that is a scary power like it, it's a it's a crazy not just thought but reality i had a moment in like grade 10 where the whole of my high school so far grade 7 through to 10 like for three or four years i'd been working towards becoming a lawyer Yes, okay. Wanted to be a lawyer. Don't know why. I wanted to be a lawyer. And a teacher just said to me, oh, that's really funny. I couldn't see you as a lawyer. And that destroyed me. Like, yeah, just wow. that offhand comment. Of like, oh, that's... And, and he was right. Mm. Uh, I couldn't, you know, I'm glad I didn't go into law. Um, I'm, you know, that wasn't for me. That wasn't mm. my path that, that yep. God had kind of chosen for me. But that kind of moment where that... I still think about that. Mm. Where maybe, you know, if someone said... Oh, I couldn't see you as a podcaster or, you know, couldn't see as something that I'm actually kind of currently invested in, you know, that would hurt now. But, you know, you think about those moments and I'm sure people listening could think of that moment where someone has just said something that has deflated you mm. uh, that didn't. And, the, and when you think about it, they probably didn't actually have the right to say that to mm. you. Mm. And, um, and we don't actually need to listen to that. Some of those voices. Yeah. Um, yeah. so anyway, that's kind oh, of a, just a, no, well, look, firstly, you're a great podcaster. Oh, thank you, Secondly, Rob. I just say I, yeah, I'm hearing hearing what you're saying, and I think when we think of moments in our life where we felt discouraged because of words that have been given to us or thrown at us or spat at us yeah. in that way, or little remarks that maybe someone hasn't thought about, or maybe in the moments when we've said something and we haven't thought about how it's affected somebody else, I'm scared to think about how many moments I've had like that in my life, yeah. similar to what you're sharing about that response from a teacher. Um, but I think there's also moments again when we think of how powerful words are in building people up. I can definitely pinpoint moments in my life, you know, where someone's just said a sentence to me and it's changed the direction of my thinking in that moment. Yeah. And it's something I can look back to and go, wow, that was actually a, a big game changer for me. And it's crazy to think that our words can determine so much of what the future looks like as well. I've heard of people who, you know, we talk about words can change career paths. Words can, you know, yeah, change how people do relationships. Um, so um, it's a really interesting thing. The more we talk about it, the more we realize just how powerful words are. That's really great. And look, we're probably already halfway through the podcast, but um, going into our first kind of official question for today, um, and, and it's really just going off what you've been talking about there, Riley. How do our words, or how can our words, impact 
the direction. I love that. The direction of people's lives around us. You kind of talked about it a bit, um, but we'd love to just touch on that that uh, a little bit more because it is so powerful that our words could potentially impact the direction of someone's life. Yeah, and I think we've, we've probably talked around it a, a fair bit, but uh, it, I think words so clearly... Um, can can speak to us in a way where you know if you're if you're caught in a moment where you're really down in yourself self-esteem might be feeling low or self-image might be feeling low um, if you've had a moment where someone's actually you know built you up in that time and actually used words uh, in a way to actually allow you to see yourself as the version of yourself that I believe God created you to be like when we when we have people that actually use words that counter our own thoughts that we're experiencing within ourselves and our own feelings that we're experiencing within ourselves that are causing maybe a fogginess, a brain scatteredness, um, that are maybe causing us to, to feel that little probe of maybe a guilt or a shame or regret. Words in those moments can completely, I think this is the example, can completely change the direction of our thinking, of our feelings, and out of that, our behavior as well. Um, so I think really and again we can just recap what we've already talked about and what you've said as well Locke. like it's this idea of words being construction site they can build people up or they can knock people down um, and I don't know for you in terms of reflecting upon direction I think you've shared you know that example of of yourself and a teacher but what would you say in light of direction side of things because it's yeah. hard when we feel knocked back yeah how can we move forward from something like that well look I don't know. And again, it comes back to this um, idea that not everyone actually deserves. You, you don't need to listen to everyone in that, set, in that setting. People are going to give you their opinion sometimes. Mm. But what I would say for those people that are actually close to you um, and for the people that you're close to is that you are a voice in their life. Like, yep. you, have to, you have to understand that regardless of whether you see yourself as a voice, mm. do you see yourself as an inspiration or as an Oprah Winfrey or you yes. know, as, can't wait for her to be on the <laughs> podcast as well. Uh, you know, and if you see, you know, someone that's just so known for encouraging, you know, um, other people, whether you see yourself as that or not, you've got to understand that you are influencing people around you. Mm. Like you have, you have an incredible influence on the people around you, and the way they behave, and the way they think of themselves, and the way they interact with others, um, can be actually come down to how you treat those people and how you treat your influence yep yeah so what i would I say yeah i'd continue with that thought and say that because you are important in other people's lives mm-hmm. you can't stay neutral in that position mm. so we're pretty close riley but um i couldn't i can't be neutral to you i'm either actually giving to your life or i'm taking away from it mm. because of that because of the relationship that we have um even if I don't say anything, you're gonna might you might go home and, and think, oh my silence actually meant something to you. Mm-hmm. My silence towards you meant that I was uh, not pleased with you, or yeah. things like that. Like like we can't avoid influence in that sense. Mm. And so I think we get a choice to either give to people's direction in life yep. or take. Yeah. When when and and you know we don't necessarily need to talk about career and things like direction to do that it's actually in our everyday conversations like am i mm, actively... this isn't just a one-off thing it's not no, a no. decision we just make 
one day. This is this is from what we, I'm hearing. This is what we're bringing into this, conversation. Yeah, relationship, this is how we interact. Family. With people. Yep. Like, are we giving to someone's life, mm. or are we taking away from it? Like, yep. are our words. When someone comes with a bit of enthusiasm, mm. do they walk away more enthusiastic towards it? Yes. Or less? Yeah. So if I come to you and I say, I've got this idea. I'm a dreamer, by the way. I'm a big vision caster. <laughs> yes, and you are. some people I've learned to not tell my dreams to because I walk away and 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 they go, oh, that's that wouldn't happen. That, mm. That's not likely. And I walk away feeling less. But there's some great people in my life and I'm glad that I'm married to mm. one of those people yes. who I yep. can tell an idea to and they can not only... T- um, not only make it bigger and encourage me in it but critically analyze it mm. and so actually give that oh what about this have you thought about this yep and so it's not saying no or that's bad it's just saying let's let's unpack it a bit and and work out a few you know iron out a few of the wrinkles mm. um but uh you know they they you leave the conversation more enthused mm-hmm. more ready to go and take mm. take on the project or ask for that promotional pay yeah. rise or yep. or start that small business mm. or launch you know like leave your job and go for something else things like that mm. when when you're feeling on fire and people make you feel more passionate um that you know that's really great they're giving to you so i would say that you know have a think about your relationships when when people come to you you know do you give or do you take and and i hope in talking about the kingdom of god talking about the the body of christ i think we're called to be givers mm. um yeah takers um, I don't, you know, I think God actually takes, he, he, he builds us in a way, grows us as Christians so that we would give more, uh, and not take, that's kind of my spin on it anyway. Um, so mm. yeah, I think that we can't really be neutral in people's lives. We, mm. we give or we take. Yep. And I would say that with our words and our actions are a different, whole different part of this, but with mm. our words, we actually get a choice to, to really build people up. Mm. And, and build those up who are close to us yeah. uh, and, and the people who seek wisdom from us. Uh, and even if you don't feel like you have that, yeah, you, you do have influence. Everyone has influence. Everyone has people um, in their life who, who look to them for, for help. Mm. Even if they're just one or two years or one or two steps ahead of them, um, people are all, always looking for, for other people to look up to. Yes. Yeah. No. I think that's a great, great sharing there to lock. And I, I had two thoughts in there. I've lost one of them. I've held on to one. And it, I actually like the second thought more and I've that's great. still lost him. We are in very comfy chairs. I just found out this one. It reclines. They recline. We're in a new location. I don't know if you can... I don't, yeah, I don't know if We're people reclined, listening yeah. can hear. Yeah, I can hear it. It's really impressive. Um, sorry, yeah, no. This I'm not surprised comfy. you forgot some of your points because... I, literally, I forgot the second point, which was the one I was most excited about as I reclined. Um, but no, I was just going to say, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. And I think it's, it's, um, you know, it is tricky in the times when there is something that we're really passionate about. Um, it's something we're looking to invest more in, um, and navigating that, that line of like, I think receiving how we, how we receive someone's words mm. as well. And this is something that, you know, it's a, it's a growing human thing. Like it's, it's not always modeled to us. It's something we have to experience for ourselves sometimes too. Um, and it's it's tricky, right, in terms of when we think of words. And this is probably navigating a little bit away from what you're saying, but also what we're talking about in part three, but like re- receiving words and, and um, that maybe we disagree with or we have pushback to and 
how we actually go about, you know, how much of that do we take on as feedback? This is something I really wrestle with. How much of that do I take on, take on as constructive feedback? Sure. Um, how much of it do I actually identify as like, okay, that's something I need to, um, yep, maybe I need to improve in that. Or maybe, yes, that's something I need to be more consistent in. Um, it's a tricky thing to navigate when we don't have a super clear kind of lens or we don't, if there's a gap in trust in the relationship the person's sharing with us, um, you were talking about a trusted person that you can do that with. I think, again, what I guess I'm really trying to highlight in the bigger picture is just how important it is to have those people in our life who lean towards us in terms of giving because sometimes giving, oh, I've just found the second point, Locke. We're here. Let's sometimes go. giving, oh, I'm about to lose it. I think I should type down. <laughs> sometimes giving um, actually like, yeah, when we when we give, I'm slowly losing it. Um, because sometimes when we give to others, some of us actually have that hesitation of what if I actually have to say something to someone that might be a really hard thing for them to swallow or a really hard thing for them to hear. Because mm. some of us know we need to have comments. Let's derail from these people for a second. Some of us know that we get caught up in conversations where we say something that we think people need to hear and we know they don't need to hear it in that time or place. Fair? Then some Very of fair. us some of us actually have a, a fear in a way, or it is a fear of saying something that's going to be a hard thing to say to someone out of the fear of disappointment, out of the fear of rejection, out of the fear of that person maybe responding in a way where, you know, they're going to be cut out of their life or, or a fear of how they're going to respond or how they're going to react. And, and that can cause a real stress and can cause a real worry. And in light of what you're saying, like, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a two part on how we actually receive something. And when we have that trusted voice, those people who, in our construction site are the people who are, who are building us up, who are giving. But at the same time, when it comes to our own worlds of how we build others up and how we give, sometimes giving actually looks like, and I'm pushing the people like myself who have that fear of disappointing someone with words, sometimes it means actually having a constructive conversation, productive conversation with someone that might involve some hard things that need to be said. And at the same time, Feel free to disagree, Locke, but I think this can be actually a way of being life-giving to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, when we're talking about the direction of someone's life can be powerful too. That's really great. And I think we've covered some great ground today. So I, I, I don't know if we actually need to touch on the other three questions because um, from what we have, they we, we've gone to some great places, but we're really talking about how, how your words can really impact the direction and quality of people's life mm. and mm. you know without complicating this this kind of podcast episode how about we just leave it there and i'll give you a chance to kind of maybe just wrap up some thoughts from from the other questions that we had but yeah um i think from today that's what i'm really feeling prompted to to share is that we genuinely can impact mm-hmm. like like mm. i know we talk that words are powerful yeah. you hear it you know you learn it at preschool yeah prep. yeah your words um you know, your words are powerful, mm. your actions are too. Mm. Um, but I'm just, I'm getting this new wave within me that's saying, hey, Lockie, no, they actually are powerful. Like you're going to unlock others' destiny mm. or stop people from mm. getting to where God is calling them. Yeah. That's heavy. Yep. But yep. sometimes faith is heavy. Yeah. Uh, and, it's a and simplicity and a complexity. This yeah, crazy contrast, just like words. Yeah. And I think to to move away from even the general, you know, yeah, it, like 
you know, what we hear about in, in primary school about words being powerful. Like I think one of the other things we addressed in part three, and maybe this can just summarize what, uh, as kind of a next step for, for listeners as well is, um, you know, one of the things that hold us back from utilizing our words in a way which is powerful is the very thing that Paul actually addresses and shares to the church in Ephesus to get rid of. He says, get rid of it. Mm. He says, take it out, take it to the trash. Literally in the Greek, uh, like the original Greek translation of this text, when Paul's talking about get rid, he literally means like, this thing goes, like kill it in your life. Don't let it seep into it. And what he says is get rid of all bitterness. Um, and that's the thing, Locke. Yeah. That's the thing that, that corrodes intimacy, that tears apart relationships there can't be trust and honesty where there is bitterness and i think if you're someone within your own life who wants to take the steps again towards being someone for others who builds others up Mm. we do we need to learn how to get rid of our bitterness um and it's a tricky thing right because when we're bitter we don't know we're bitter we can maybe point out other people who are bitter um if you think about even the juxtaposition of all these two questions like who are the people in my life who've modeled to me love and then who are the people in my life who have modeled to me bitterness? Maybe for you, you can look at that within your own friendship circle. Uh, maybe even within your own family life, growing up within a bitter household or a household that did love, did model love. If you, if you think about a home context where there was bitterness, there's a good chance that forgiveness was absent. And this is what Paul is addressing in his letter to these uh, ex-pagans, kind of early church, like hybrid. This is what he's talking about. Because he says, get rid of all bitterness. Uh, and how he says to go about it is really unique. And I think, again, points to the fact that we actually need a very secure voice in all this. And we need to know that there is actually forgiveness. And Paul talks about get, getting rid of all bitterness. He says, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. Chuck it out as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, instead, he says, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, which sounds really practical, maybe even primary schooly, maybe even really Christianese lock. But he says, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And I think the the great value we see in Paul's word is he actually gives us the mark. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, he gives us the mark of how far we are to forgive. And he says, just as God through Christ has forgiven you, which is a crazy, crazy measurement of forgiveness. Because if this is God, creator of the universe, heavenly father who came, life died on the cross, resurrected. Like it's an offer to a brand new invitation to life. Like in this verse, Paul is actually saying, forgive one another, forgive the people that God loves, which is all people, even the people who did the, have done the worst things to you, the worst people in life, even the moments when you felt unlovable, there is a forgiveness here that is supernatural in terms of how Paul's talking about it, but it's something for us to embrace. It's God's grace. And I guess the challenge for those of you who are followers of Jesus, I know we love giving next steps in, in BTM too, but if you're struggling with that bitterness right now, I'd encourage you just to think about the narratives that you might be retelling yourself or, or even just to stop dwelling and stop retelling the things in your life where, where, uh, you, know, where you have still holding on to that bitterness that had happened from something that maybe happened years ago, maybe happened yesterday, maybe it's been a part of relationships in your life or even a family. Um, to actually put that story on hold and have a minute to actually ask God, you know, God, reveal to me what your grace actually looks like so that I can deal with my bitterness and not to be defined or defiled by it. Um, And that's the mark of the follower of Jesus. Imagine if people knew followers of Jesus for how they forgave. 
Um, I think that's just so extraordinary. And that's the words Paul leaves us with. But also this concept for those of us who are maybe still navigating um, the whole personal journey, faith journey, questions about God too. I think Paul uh, leaves this this really uh, yeah awesome kind of sharing of just what God's grace looks like and how to actually know that within our life that we actually have an invitation that's been extended to us mm-hmm. to die to our old self and actually embrace a new life. And this is something that is consistent within our life and something we can find such a joy, such a value in. This isn't a Heavenly Father who just offers a new self-esteem, high self-esteem or high self-image, but actually offers you a brand new starting point in your life. It's really cool. Um, yeah, that that's incredible, Riley. I love that the, the abstract for this message starts by saying that our mouths can be destructive. And at that point you go, oh, the church or the pastor or whoever is just going to tell me not to swear. Um, but to think that through that sentence, we've covered this much ground to think about just like where, where we've gone today mm. is incredible. And it, and it just kind of hammers home how important our words are mm. in mm. such a supernatural way. And to really finish here, in case you haven't heard anything good, in case no one's spoken life over you in a little while, um, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to share some truth, right? Because sometimes in, in life, there's some really specific truths that God wants to share with us through, through someone in particular. They might come up to him and say, hey, I really feel like you, you need to hear this. Mm. But there's also some other truths that we get generally. They're mm. quite broad to us. Yep. And, and God speaks those, those to us um, through his word mm. and through, through people as well. But just in case you haven't heard anything, and I'm um, talking about you as, as the listener here, um, you are great. Um, God designed you just the way he wanted you. Um, you are capable of greatness. However, you don't have to do anything to earn God's favor or God's respect. Um, you already have that just because he created you and just because you are you. And and he loves you a lot. Um, I don't know, Riley, if you've got any... Yeah, I, I think he's proud of you. And I know it's something that we've talked about on the podcast, but even when the mic's off as well, like what a great joy it is to know that we have someone in our life who's proud of us. And to hear those words from, again, teacher in our past, a coach, a brother or a sister or a mum or a dad or a grandparent or a heavenly father, you have a heavenly father creator of the universe who is proud of you yeah incredible hey well thank you so much Riley thanks Locke always a blast it is always a blast Uh, we look forward to kind of wrapping up this series next week with with Chris Um, but we're incredibly stoked that we could get this far into this series and and I feel like we're really making some good ground here and, and really hammering home these points which we're seeing on a Sunday. Um, but we really hope as, as people listening in that your life has been impacted, that you've got some tangible things to take home so that the 167 hours beyond the message um, are great for you this week. Apart from that, we'll, we'll see you next week and uh, we hope you have, have a really good one. See you. Have a great week. Thanks a lot.